so the important aspect is that we can connect them all these three different uh, things with which we are you know trying to understand but for that connection we have to go back to the one there is no other way we cannot do it on a mental plane by trying to fit it it cannot be done within the dimensions of space and time you have to go back to the one that's why it is the one who has become the many one who has become the many states one who has manifested himself on all the planes so when you go back to the fundamental truth of the one then there is no issue but without the one it cannot be connected that is a great secret and the more one goes in evolution one develops in evolution the more one everything becomes yes because you go closer to the one to the one for example what is divided into the inner realms yes. and the outer realms yes and states yes. when i uh, manage the states i also uh, immediately manage the planes and they are more absolutely kind of one huh? that's it yeah. and the other part is <coughs> where the supramental coming is precisely because of this because the one manages this vast complex many sided creation through the supramental supramental is the truth consciousness through which the divine manages this vast complex creation and mother used the word fourth dimension whereas if i do it with the mind i cannot do it because the mind by its nature even if it conceives it will remain in abstraction through the supermind it's spontaneous simultaneous and that's why shubindo wants us to ascend from the mind to the supermind otherwise we can find the one again we go into that same jumping from the ladder but there will be no way that this one can connect with the rest of creation then we will create a gap between planes states etc etc and the one who is other than this it's not complete it's not complete that gap will remain always yes i um, what is your feeling how to continue now you can decide yes. i had the intention to start with all lists and of course there are some detailed questions about planes and states but we can include it when it's time on the list i i prefer it that way because then it goes in a very natural and organic way exactly exactly better than better than highly mentalizing it because then it doesn't grow organically also we go from uh, purely a concept to another but there is an interconnectedness and it will come if we go very organically it's very good yes um later on we can see how to you know what is to be done with that if you wish to but we should go organically keeping okay. aside everything else is really better mm. may we start with the beginning mm. with god yes and the first chapter yes um and do you think i tried to uh, to to write our lessons you cannot imagine mm -hmm. how many, how much work it is <laughs> I, I was yeah. sitting 
four hours for ten minutes. I think you you leave that aside for the moment. For the moment. Yes, because uh, then we will mix up aims. Yeah, yeah. Let's stick to this: the joy of growing. That's it. Yeah. All that we can see later, if at all. That's not important. That's not necessary. Yeah, I will find a way maybe later. But yeah, yeah. If at all, we I don't have to. We don't think have about. to. But but may I ask you? Anyway, it is it is better for listening to. Yes. Um, use sentences which are kind of readable or more precise, more focused. Uh, that would be much easier for me. Yes. To 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 bring it more on the point because you use many many words. Yes. And sometimes it's overwhelming. Yes. Words, you know, so that's why the the. Right now, what we are doing is we are speaking. Mm. If we have to get it into writing, mm. it has to be different. Yes. It cannot. But let us have the joy of sharing through yeah. communication. And then we will see what goes on. And we should leave that aside. Leave yes. That aside. yes. Okay. Leave it to the one. <laughs> we will do that. Okay. Okay. I have a wonderful question for um, the beginning to 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 start. Okay. At the really, at the basic, where is it? So, I've written it. Okay. Please tell me about the nature of God in general. Very visual, metaphorical, living and plastic. And without these special terms. I remember you had that picture where um, there is a form and All aspects of Brahman are hidden and come to the front from time to time. For example, this, you know, this very, very living picture of God. Can you give it to me once more? Okay. So, as you said, uh, to start with, all attempts to define God. Now, I am using the word God as the ultimate reality ultimate reality any attempt to define tends to diminish so uh, we can start in a very simple way that there is one there has to be one from which everything emerges we may use it source point whatever but at the end of things it's more logical using very logical thought There has to be one. Cannot be two. Out of one, two, three, many come for this play. That is possible. But there is one. Because if there is no one at the beginning, then there will never be any reconciliation or synthesis. If at the origin there is division, there can be no way you can bridge the gulf. Say it again. Which word? If at the origin itself there is division... You cannot bridge the gulf. And then the question will go one step further. Where did the two come? So it will be, we'll go into that. So let's start with the most logical thought that we can imagine. Is there is one at the origin of all things. And for this we did not think of spirituality, mysticism, physics. Any which way we take it is the most logical thought that we can have that there is one at the beginning the second question is what is the nature of this one 
as you said what i am not using the word god but ultimate reality because god itself has become uh, corrupted in the human consciousness by so many layers of meaning we have given to it so i think of god as a judge somebody thinks of god as somebody very loving kind grandfather <laughs> another person so let's not use this word but one now obviously what is the what is the nature of one everything that we see which has come out of the one this much we can say for sure that the one contains something of this because from one it has come out so it is there in the one as a possibility or a potentiality meaning thereby the whole creation exists within the one in a nascent state nascent um, seed state as a possibility and then it emerges so if you see creation what do we see in creation first thing we see in creation wherever we forget the forms for the moment there is existence things exist they are whether they are this or that is a later story whether they are illusion or they are not illusion whether they are a distortion we are not going into that but there is existence it's the basis so one thing we know about the one that there is existence implicit within the one uh, i'll just tell masha that we'll take time second we'll make a diagram but first just to understand the the second thing that we see very clearly if we look behind appearances that there is in creation operating as it were a kind of knowledge and a power everything take an atom take the galaxies take man take bird beast there is within even stone a kind of knowledge which the stone is not conscious of but which is behind operating that's why we can speak of understanding a stone write books on stones discover the laws which operate within the stone there is a knowledge which is limited for the sake of the object and there is also a power which is limited according to the object so there is everywhere that you mean the knowledge which, which is inside the stone the, the stone has this knowledge no the stone doesn't have this knowledge but it is it is inherent in the stone by that i mean that just as in a child in a in a womb when the baby is in the womb there are many things which are inherent they are there in the dna which will unfold so within the stone within the bird within the beast not only stone in everything let us say when i study and write a book on plants or on this plant or that plant what do i say this plant grows like this in this season it there is a fruition 
Similarly, when I study a stone, let us say rock, then I study its atomic constitution, uh, how many electrons are there in it, how many protons and how beautifully they balance each other. Now, what do I write at the end? This is, these are the rules which govern the existence of a stone, if not the life of a stone. And these rules and laws, I term it laws of physics, fair enough, or laws of biology laws of a species, laws of a particular bird, subspecies. But behind all these laws, how, did, how do these laws come about? There should be chaos and disorder. But there are laws. That means there is a knowledge system which is inbuilt. What state it is, we don't know. But there is knowledge which unfolds itself this way in a stone, this way in a bird, this way in a beast. Knowledge you mean more than a no, not a mental thing at all. Idea. Yes, you can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Idea. Not not as like a intellectual knowledge. Obviously, a stone cannot describe itself. But there is the idea of a structure which is there inherent in it. And there is also the power because without that power, it would not, this idea cannot express itself in the form of a stone or a river or a bird or a beast. So, in everything in creation, we also see knowledge and power operating together and the term used in spirituality to for this combination of knowledge and power is consciousness force force consciousness so you have existence in the one you have consciousness in the one we can infer it by looking at creation I am using pure logic. We are not going into any spiritual experience right now. We will use logic, then we will come to the experience part. <clears throat> Otherwise, it will become like a dogma that I say, okay, there is the divine and you know. But we are proceeding from the ground where we stand. Now, we also see something very interesting and wonderful, which uh, modern science is also discovering that this knowledge and power in stone this knowledge and power in bird, in beast, in man, it operates differently. Though it is fundamentally knowledge and power, but it operates differently. And we also discover that there is a great interconnectedness between all this. In other words, the knowledge and power limit themselves and thereby create what we see call as creation. It's a limitation. And we can take an example from pure physics. Atom. It's a, if you look at it from one side, what is an atom? Insignificant nothing. Look at it from another side, tremendous power, a potential to blow up the whole world. So it is there within it. But you have to understand how to unlock it. If you unlock it, it's hidden. Similarly, take another aspect. Human beings. If you see from one side, very limited. We can hardly know anything. I mean, little bit we can strive over millions of years. We are trying to understand uh, some laws of creation, little bit about ourselves. We can fly, go into space, but still limited beings. But if you look from another side, tremendous knowledge and power. If you have the key, you can unlock it. See, that's how it... The same knowledge and power is everywhere but limits itself. So what creates this limitation? That in 
mysticism that power which limits the knowledge and power which is one but it is limited it's called maya it limits it creates the illusion of smallness separateness littleness but in a sense as modern physics is also telling us there is a secret oneness always there is always a secret interconnectedness but it still creates a very strong impression of separateness as if objects are separate as if human beings are separate as if me and the objects are separate but we also know that this is uh, all right for practical purposes but deep inside there is oneness so we have one and we have oneness another thing which we can very clearly see at least uh, at the level of human beings it becomes very very much clear and even in in uh, nature if you if we go into nature even material nature experientially what is it that we get not immediately if we see a snake we feel afraid that's a different story but if you just go into a vast landscape of nature or we see from a distance impersonally the play of bird beast few things that instantly strike us one is joy it's, it's inherent in creation it's inbuilt we can't help it this is joy now if you see nature from a vast angle there is joy but when you limit it let's say to an interaction between two human beings this joy becomes limited and soon turns into suffering but it's amazing you are always happy when you see a vast vast land. yeah but, but when you are close trouble you yeah exact exact one feeling it's always so again we can say that deep inside there is bliss but on the surface there is pleasure and pain surface is a limited experience limited expression but deep inside there is bliss now these were the fundamental discoveries which the mystics made that what is the nature Existence, consciousness and, and bliss. bliss they use the word sachidananda now the next question comes that okay this is fine may may maybe uh, have a short uh, question for yes, that yes yes um I had that idea of consciousness inherent in material. Yes. Um, I, I was sure that every atom has its own consciousness. Yes. But I always thought consciousness would mean it in a sense of awareness, so able to perceive something. But now you give me another picture of consciousness, more the picture of there is potential. Yes. Is it more? Yes. Right? so we'll come to that you are also right but awareness at as the objects grow evolve they begin to become aware now this awareness is there but at a point of time in creation this knowledge begins to become the object begins to become aware of itself because this knowledge is present but is, it is an atom aware of itself that's a debatable point debatable point whether an atom is aware of itself or not but knowledge is there that we can say for sure that's why we are not using the word awareness awareness is at a point of time the consciousness in the object begins to get free of itself because ultimately it is there let me put put it like this that uh, take the example of a 
person who is living like a prisoner inside a dark and dingy room he is a prisoner in a dark room so what happens over a period of time if for years he is living like that he loses his self identity he begins to believe he is a prisoner in nothing else he is aware of nothing else except the prison and its darkness so we can say it's aware but we can equally say oh he doesn't know actually he is a prince he was a prince when he came into the prison but he has forgotten himself so similarly in the stone or the atom possibly there is an awareness but a very obscure very minuscule so but a time comes when there is more light in the prison somebody probably hands him a letter that look you know your father who is a king has written a letter and he says why have a father he is a king what is he doing about me no no he is sending an army then now slowly the awareness develops one day when the door opens he discovered that he is actually the prince who was into this state so when we use the word awareness we are talking of state i may be more aware less aware or i may be completely unaware say in a state of sleep deep sleep or coma still consciousness is there you see that is the fundamental difference awareness is from the object standpoint but consciousness is something which is inbuilt it's a fundamental reality of course awareness is a function of consciousness certainly awareness is a function of consciousness and only a part and as <coughs> objects develop they do tend to become more and more aware first of a small little prison house then of greater larger till they ultimately become aware that i am consciousness see that's that's where ultimately evolution takes you so but if we leave it at awareness then we have to qualify it because even plants have some kind of awareness awareness is not necessarily consciousness but consciousness has awareness in it and that is why awareness develops so this is how we have to look at okay then when we use the word there is existence consciousness and bliss consciousness implying knowledge and power then a question arises which is a tricky question is it a being you know when we use the word god so we but i don't know the meaning of being 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 means uh, like we say we are human beings being being being, being. <laughs> so because science also says yes there is all this but it says there is no being now it's an illogical thing because out of this evolution even man who is just a small little fraction the moment consciousness develops and becomes aware of its existence in whatever limited way it develops the sense of a being of a self it's very vague but i am you know like i am a being limited being if i am very limited i'll say i am a you know uh, man from this state or that state or i am from this country it's a limited awareness if my awareness go i mean say i am a human being i belong to humanity if my awareness go still further so i may go to still further levels but the sense of being is inherent in conscious which is aware of itself and aware of its existence 
Now beauty is this being is actually independent of the object. When I say I exist, I don't necessarily mean this form because it's changing all the time. Uh, when I look at a picture of mine, when I was two year old, I say yes, this is me. Though my form has changed, my thoughts have changed, my emotions have changed, but still it is the same me. Now, if that be so, even at a human being or even at a higher animals, now imagine that state where there is all consciousness, all existence, all bliss. held into the one so it becomes a being you know that's where the word god comes from he is not just a impersonal state because you see this uh, not for now but in metaphysics and in uh, spiritual approaches this becomes a very nutty problem difficult problem so some will say yes there is consciousness but there is no being Not consciousness, no, no personal, but a consciousness which is fully aware of itself is being by its nature. It knows itself. There is a definition of being. By, by there is a definition of being. So being has nothing to do with a form sitting with a bearded person with a you know rod. This is our mistake. It is being, but this being is. without any limits without any because it's you know we use the word omniscient omnipotent etc etc it is sachidananda it is being but this being because it is all capable it can take forms the whole creation is essentially out of this state of formless being so you know very often we think being means there must be form but being can be there without form no i am no i am that's it it's a formless state in which being is there it can take this form it can take that form it can take 100 forms if an indian mystic tries to approach that being it can take the form of krishna because he thinks of krishna if a western mystic approaches this form he will take the form of christ if so be the it if somebody who doesn't believe in any of these forms the being will come to him in a its own purity if one is ready or if somebody doesn't believe in any form then you will experience the being but without form you see the beauty of this so there comes the plasticity so in in the beginning if you really now see it from the other point of view from the one manifesting in the beginning the forms that come out of the one what is called as the form of the gods form of the great ones they are very plastic forms it is only when slowly 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 they tend towards more and more self concentration self oblivion that they enter into matter and they become rigid forms but if you go into that state for instance if you go into the world of bliss the forms will be very plastic the gods high higher gods they are not limited by this or that form they can take a form based on my mental substance because they are like that they can pick up that and take the form which which you know my mind is more open to receptive to but it will be a great mistake if i say that oh that being looks like this 
Even if I say I have seen God, actually in a way I am limiting. Yes, I have seen God, but if I say God is only like this, then I am limiting. And that is how cults and religions come. When they don't understand this basic difference, that yes, to me, the divine has appeared like that. Now I am using a word divine because I am more comfortable with that term. Or somebody may say God has appeared like this. But to somebody else, the same, absolutely the same being, the same God can appear in different way. What is there? If I wear a toga in my culture, I may see the being wearing a toga. If I am wearing a dhoti, I will see the being wearing a dhoti. If I wear a suit and boot, I may well see the being wearing a suit and boot. We can't limit by any notion of ours because all notions, ideas, conceptions, thoughts will be a limitation. They have their partial truth because they all emerge from the one, have something of the one, but they equally, they become false but when they become exclusive. So, that is very obvious, but we are, since we are developing this whole thing. So now, what is the nature of God? Existence, consciousness, bliss. Same thing we see in creation, but in a limited way. Creation is a limited existence, every, everything from dust to man. Limited existence, limited consciousness, limited bliss. Because it is limited and deep inside there is one, it is always seeking for its completeness. That creates the stress of evolution. That creates the sense of dissatisfaction. That creates the joy of getting. That creates the pain of losing. That creates the search for oneness and unity. Because deep inside there is one. But because the object experiences itself in a limited way, there is always this seeking for the limitless. Which in a way is seeking for the divine. So when science seeks vastness, it is seeking the divine. It doesn't use the word divine. When the mystic wants to go beyond the limits of his ego personality, he is seeking the divine. He is probably using a term which scientist doesn't use. It's okay. But any time we want to break the limits and go towards the sense of unity, we are actually seeking for the divine. So this is the whole way creation goes. And then yes, you can end up into numerous aspects, sorry, numerous aspects of greater bliss, lesser bliss, greater consciousness, lesser consciousness. Then consciousness in creation will express itself through numerous qualities. That's different thing altogether. But this is the fundamental. And we have already spoken of the truth consciousness, which is like we can use here. So let's say there is the one. I am not putting a any distinct to it. And in every direction, this one is spreading out. The first star of creation. There is no direction. In fact, there is space and time come. So this one, which is one, formless, the first kind of form it creates. It's not even a form. <coughs> but it begins to extend itself. Extends, extends, extends. And there is no limit to extension. That is the birth of space. 
beyond it it's pure consciousness pure existence pure bliss there is no space and time so it becomes space then it not only extends it begins to move that one now obviously when we have a picture we are making it limited the moment it begins to move that means all the energy within it all that is there inside is a seed begins to emerge that is how we have time and the objects in time and space so it's like anything when the word used in indian thought is tapas so that state which is quiescent let's say if i is what quiescent quiet hush silent mm-hmm. when it begins to move let us say if i start uh, or a better example is there is curd now if i start uh, you know churning curd curd then it will cream will come out milk will remain water will be there so by movement it begins to throw itself into creation and that's how creations several layers which physics recognizes in its own way but in ancient mysticism it was the five elements which include space so time by by motion the one brahman or the one consciousness we may use that term is the best by motion it brings out from within itself countless possibilities and what brings it out that becomes time the moment you have two objects two events time is born because space is born and time space, space is born space. yes that's it so they begin to so then it becomes two states to start with one is sachidananda being where there is existence consciousness bliss all right now in sachidananda in a state of total quiescent now you see we are using a word where time is denoted but let's say time is not here so sachidananda in a state of quiescent total silent motionless sachidananda in movement in extension so you have ishwara and ishwari two states come out of the one one is silent the other is but actually time is not yet born so we cannot say out of this that came no they are within it simultaneously so it's not like this was first then this came or potentially in potentially it. in it yes potentially so out of it the moment you have the dance of creation then it is the divine mother or you may use the word divine shakti now we are coming back to that and you have the divine purusha the supreme purusha or shiva ha ah, you can use the word shiva is one of the terms used in indian thought but it would be right to say shiva Yes, yes it would be right in in indian thought shiva is used for the ishwara and shakti so you have the ishwara and ishwari but ishwara and ishwari are too intimate you know they want to play a more extreme game let me put it like that there is no fun they are they are so intimate to each other they just merge into each other 
So if you have to have a fun game, they decide to become other, otherness. Forget each other. Let's find. Let's play an extreme game. I'm using a human example. So you have, they limit themselves. And becomes become countless. And in each one, they forget themselves. So you have Purusha, who has forgotten that he is divine, which becomes the soul. We have already spoken of that. And you have Prakriti. So Prakriti is a limited Shakti, very limited. Prakriti forget has forgotten itself. Atom has the potential to blow up the world, but atom doesn't know. An elephant has the potential to go on a rampage. And an elephant has the potential to go on a rampage and destroy many people here. But it has forgotten itself. A lion has the potential to enter into a city and create panic. But it is, nature has forgotten. Put it like you have to be here. And it remains calm. So this is the play. Otherwise there will be no play. And between this and this comes <coughs> Brahman and Maya. Maya, what does she do? She limits the divine Shakti and Brahman becomes that vastness of the infinite on which the dance can take place. So Brahman becomes space, Brahman becomes time. So actually when we use the word space and time, it starts from here. Brahman becomes space, Brahman becomes time. And then you will say, out of Brahman everything emerges. What is that? Maya. Maya, out of Brahman, <coughs> starts creating miniature forms. Where these two are there, but they have forgotten themselves. So this is an extreme play. Why this extreme play? Simply because... In this state, they are having the bliss of oneness. Now they want to experience the bliss of multiplicity, the bliss of finding, the bliss of union. So, bliss of union can only come when you have forgotten yourself. Then you discover and you say, Ah, so nice, wonderful. Whether it's a right thing to happen or not is a debatable thing. We are not discussing the morality of creation. <laughs> Whether, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we can, no, we can talk about it. We can discuss that, but on a separate note, because that will need to go into other dynamics. But we are not right now discussing whether God did a wise thing by creating or he he fooled himself. But that apart, we'll just talk about it because it's a valid question. That. Okay, you wanted to experience bliss of multiplicity, but what about this object which is caught in the current of suffering and pain? Because, you know, object doesn't know. This is okay, we are discussing this. And we can experience this state. But the outer body and the object, it doesn't know. So it suffers. And always feels the stress of desire, pulling it into towards union with this, that, hundred objects. It wants because oneness is there behind. That's why desires are never satisfied. Because in ignorance, desire is a means to create oneness. So you want second, third, fourth, fifth, endless. So you suffer because always there is the sense, no, I have not yet enough. So it explains the dynamics. Whether the original part 
why it happened that we can talk it. that will be a separate but this is the whole dynamics can you please you say the shakti is becoming maya shakti remains yes but out of her let's put it like this that you know you know what i mean this maya from shakti is yes. maya from brahman can you explain it more yes more? yes so let us say that namaskar namas bas parso ha ishwara and let me say ishwari just i they are together they come out and they merge into each other that's their play going on okay now they decide let's get into an extreme play it's a human image so shakti says what will you become he says i'll give space i'll become vast illimitable on which you can create as many forms as you want and forget yourself in the dance so ishwari says i'll become i will become says let's put it like that i'll become prakriti in which i'll forget myself and you become purusha where you forget yourself and we'll play so ishwara says okay but how do i become purusha how do you become prakriti so all right so ishwara says first i will become vast impersonal brahman because otherwise if i remember i am ishwara all the time it will be a problem i'll just draw prakriti like this and take into myself so first i will become a vast impersonal state so brahman as a vast impersonal state, state. yes and shakti says out of me i'll bring out maya that power which will limit me so brahman and maya stand at the same level here they have not lost awareness they are aware brahman is fully aware that i am ishwara who has become this for the sake of the play maya is fully aware that deep within me is the infinite shakti once they decide the brahman and maya the next step is brahman says okay i will create space she says i'll create time motion she becomes kali he becomes shiva lying like this i become space so the same existence which is infinite now becomes space existence and she becomes kali the dancing time kali is time in motion constant ah, space is immovable uh, yeah. or not yes yes static and time is always moving so it becomes play of space and time but then after the space and time there have to be objects with consciousness in it so brahman becomes a jivatma or rather still more the jiva the sense of the self but limits itself now maya becomes prakriti we may use the word purusha but there is a catch here brahman cannot become purusha unless maya comes in without maya even brahman cannot limit itself so that's why in all mystic literature you see 
ultimately it is Maya, just as Shakti brings out of the Ishwara the possibility of creation. Similarly, Maya brings out of Brahman the Purusha. So that's why you can look at it like this that, well, the Jiva in us is the Ishwara, or you can say that the Jiva is a child of the Divine Mother. But limited through Maya. Limited through Maya. So and therefore, has even no, to has no possibility to, uh, to directly become yes, because without, without the help of Shiva, uh, Shakti. Shakti, because it was still limitable, it cannot. Yes, of course. And how, how, how could he? How could he? he? Kind of so if he has to limit himself, then this power comes here and says, "Okay, I limit you also." So Brahman needs a form. Yes, limit itself. limit itself. It needs a form to limit itself. The form it is given by the Shiva, by, by Shakti Maya. Maya, and it becomes Prakriti. Limited Prakriti. So, and it's a very strong. That's why you cannot slay Maya because Maya is the power of the Lord. If Maya wants, she can release you into Brahman. Maya says, "Okay, fine. You have played the game well. Now I'll give you freedom." Maya can do that because it is the power which is limited itself. So Maya, when it chooses, so that's why the in Indian thought they are very interesting terms. This is called as Maya. And he is called as the Lord of Maya or Mayapati, the Lord of Maya. And Shobindo writes very powerfully, write, uh, below Lord, of Maya. Lord of Maya. So, Shobindo, I'll get you that exact statement. I'll mail you. Just send me a mail reminder. Shobindo at one place says, "You cannot slay Maya because she is the Maya of the Lord Himself." You cannot slay her. You cannot slay, you cannot kill her. You can kill Moha, the delusion that I am just this, but you cannot slay Maya. So you can play this game with the full awareness that actually you are Ishwara. But Maya wants you to play this game, okay, I'll play this game. You can do that. So you can slay Moha, the false attachment which comes to the form, to the limited, this thing. But you cannot slay Maya. You cannot suddenly say, okay, I'll dissolve this suddenly and evaporate. Can't do it. Because Maya is the Maya of the Lord. But if Maya decides, and that's why, you know, that the great mystics, the tantrics, they worship Maya as Mahamaya. You will see this name of the goddess, Mahamaya. This is a form of the Divine Mother. So they used to pray to Mahamaya that, please liberate me from this limitation of the form. Then if she decides, if she chooses, she will free you. Then you discover I am Brahman. Then the Purusha discovers I am Brahman. But then of course most mystics stop here. Because if you enter into Brahman state, you are freed. But Shurabindo goes beyond and discovers all this Ishwara, Ishwari and right into Satchidanand and Parabrahma. This is the whole story. Because he steps the steps of the ladder up? Yes, and not yes, and not doesn't just jump. So, we'll, we'll touch that aspect. Why creation? <laughs> it is a question that bothers many. Okay, we will stop here today.
yes it's a good break maybe if possible we can see if friday or saturday i can meet you i'll let you yeah right would be very very yeah.